G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. Welcome to On The Rock, God's unchanging word for changing times with Dr. Camille Majdali, Director of Teach All Nations, Melbourne, Australia. Dr. Camille lived and studied in the Middle East, served as a principal of a leading Bible college and now travels the world teaching God's word. He has an extraordinary knowledge of the Bible and a dynamic ability to make God's truth come alive in a real, practical way. This episode of On The Rock will give you keys to survive and succeed in the days ahead by hearing and doing the words of Jesus. One of the big things people dress over is about the necessities of life. And in today's program, we're going to see a surefire way to have all that you need without any of the stress. Our series called The Kingly Messiah, Understanding the Gospel of Matthew, Part 1 a verse-by-verse audio commentary, which is part of the larger Understanding the Bible series. Welcome to the Sermon on the Mount. And in the Sermon on the Mount, Jesus gives timeless principles of victorious living. He also outlines life in God's kingdom. And remember that God's kingdom is real. God's kingdom is coming. God's kingdom in many ways is already in our midst. It is referred to as the unshakable kingdom. And unlike the kingdoms of this world, God's kingdom lasts forever. We are looking at, in the Sermon on the Mount, the end of chapter 6. Remember, Sermon on the Mount is found in Matthew chapter 5 through 7. So we're coming to the end of chapter 6, and in it we're seeing God's provision. Jesus is telling us not to worry about the necessities of life. Can you imagine how freer, fuller, and happier we would be if we would quit worrying and start living. You know, even in Australia, where some of the people, or perhaps many, would be called laid back, I found that not everyone that appears to be laid back really is the case. It's like the the duck, and you may have heard it said, the duck may be gliding smoothly and calmly above the water, but below the water, its feet are moving frantically. That's how many people live too. They look outwardly calm, but inwardly they're being tied in knots. Can I say, friends, that is not God's will for you. God never intended you to be a beast of burden carrying not only the worries and cares of yourself and others, but even stressing over the necessities of life. And so that's going to be our lesson. God's provision, or I should dare say God's abundant provision, because God doesn't give in dribs and drabs. God gives abundantly. And so our lesson will be based on Gospel of Matthew chapter 6, verses 25 to 34. And I want to read to you just from verse 25 to begin with, and then we'll go through the whole thing together. He says in Matthew six twenty-five, therefore I say unto you, take no thought for your life, what ye shall eat, or what ye shall wear, or yet for your body, what ye shall put on. Is not the life more than meat, 
and the body more than raiment. Well, that is saying a lot. Jesus is telling you, don't fuss over the basic things of life. What you're going to eat, what you're going to wear, what you're going to drink, because life is more than these things. It's more than meat, it's more than drink, it's more than clothing, and really, life is more than merely trying to survive. Now, I appreciate that in the developing world, there are people that are battling to survive. But it's interesting that there's some parts of the world where you think they should be battling to survive, and they don't. I won't name any particular places, but I I know for a fact that in certain countries of the world, certain regions where people, you would think they'd be battling, well, they're taken care of. There's no famine. Everybody is fed. Everybody is clothed that kind of thing. Now, there are other parts where there is a struggle. Oftentimes, it's man-made. It's not coming just because of misfortune alone. But here we have God promising to take care of people, and in fact, commanding them not to worry about these necessities of life. Jesus will go on to give illustrations about the fowls of the air, the lilies of the field, and he's going to tell that basically God already knows what you need. Finally, he's going to actually say, this is the attitude you should have. And I'll tell you what it is found in verse 33. Put the kingdom of God and his righteousness first. And if you will put the kingdom first, the necessities of life, God will make sure you have. It's now time to read the entire portion of Matthew 6, verses 25 to 34. Our lesson again is called Sermon on the Mount, God's Abundant Provision, and the reference once more, Matthew 6, verses 25 to 34. You're hearing the word of the Lord. Therefore I say unto you, take no thought for your life, what ye shall eat, or what ye shall drink, or yet for your body, what ye shall put on. Is not the life more than meat, and the body than raiment? Behold the fowls of the air, for they sow not, neither do they reap, nor gather into barns, yet your heavenly Father feedeth them. Are ye not much better than they? Which of you, by taking thought, can add one cubit unto his stature? And why take ye thought for raiment? Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow. They toil not, neither do they spin. And yet I say unto you, that even Solomon in all his glory was not arrayed like one of these. Wherefore, if God so clothed the grass of the field, which today is, and tomorrow is cast into the oven, shall he not much more clothe you, O ye of little faith? Therefore take no thought, saying, What shall we eat? Or what shall we drink? Or wherewithal shall we be clothed? For after all these things do the Gentiles seek. For your heavenly Father knoweth that you have need of all these things. But Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. Take therefore no thought for the morrow, for the morrow shall take thought for the things of itself. Sufficient unto the day is the evil thereof. Our reading is from the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 6, verses 25 to 34. Our lesson, once again, is called Sermon on the Mount, God's Abundant provision. So we begin with Jesus's exhortation, take no thought. Now, it doesn't mean to be thoughtless or never think about anything. What he's saying is don't be preoccupied, obsessed, or worried about 
the daily necessities of life. Here is a command to ponder and more importantly, to obey. Jesus says, do not be worried or troubled, meaning full of thought, about necessities, what you will eat, drink, or wear. We could probably add what kind of car you would drive too, because there is more to life than food and more to the body than clothing. It is time, friends, to get our priorities right, and that begins with God, Christ, the gospel, and the kingdom. From here, Jesus, in Matthew 6, 26, points to the fowls of the air. They make a good object lesson. Now, the fowls of the air, do they ever sow seed? Do they ever weed? Do they ever reap? Do they go around collecting harvest and putting it into barns? Well, the answer is, no, they don't do any of that. And yet, God in heaven makes sure they are fed, lest, of course, they become extinct. God cares for his creation. Then Jesus asked the question, are you not better than them? Yes, God cares about the flora, and God cares about the fauna. But dare I say that above all, God cares for people, because people are made in his image. And it was for people that Christ came for salvation. But also remember, creation is not left out. When Christ returns, creation, that means the flora and the fauna I'm talking about, will be redeemed from the same curse that has bedeviled humanity since the fall of the first couple. Then he goes about the issue of worry. In verse 27 of Matthew 6, he makes an interesting statement. Can you add any height to your stature by worrying? Will you grow physically, mentally, and spiritually by worrying? And the answer is, of course not. We neither grow in stature or in any other area by worrying. Worrying doesn't actually solve problems. It just imprisons us and makes us miserable. And then Jesus makes an interesting statement about clothing. Why do we worry about clothes? Now, in an image-driven society, clothing, hairstyle, body art, footwear can be of the utmost importance. And yet Jesus is telling us, forget it. Why do you worry about clothing? Or, of course, he wants you to be clothed, but not to obsess over what kind of clothes, what kind of price tag, what kind of color, what kind of design, what kind of top brand maker. You're not to worry, and that's really the operative term about such things. Think of the lilies of the field. They are healthy and growing. Lilies of the field do not toil. They do not spin, yet they are taken care of. And Jesus then makes an amazing statement. He brings in King Solomon and talks about King Solomon and all his glory. You can read about King Solomon and his glory in the book of 1 Kings chapter 10. In fact, the glory, and I'm really talking about an earthly glory, not a heavenly. He was considered rich, wise, blessed, has it all, basically. The glory of Solomon was to such an extent from an earthly point of view that it caused the queen of Sheba to come from the ends of the earth to see this glory with her own eyes and to hear words of wisdom with her own ears. In fact, she was so overcome with what she saw, she was left breathless and even exclaimed that the half 
was not told unto her. And yet Jesus says, Solomon in all his glory was not clothed like these lilies of the field, who don't do anything at all. And then he makes an amazing statement in Matthew 6, verse 30. If God clothes the grass of the field, which exists today and tomorrow, is thrown into the fire, how much more will God clothe you? And he uses the phrase, O you of little faith. It is an exhortation, an encouragement, and a rebuke, all wrapped into one. So if we sit around worrying about all the things of life, both the, the everyday things and, of course, the big ticket things down the road. Either way, worry puts us in a category of little faith or of no faith. And let's remember Hebrews eleven six that without faith, it is impossible to please God. I can tell you this, as one that had a track record of worry during much of my early life and then traded in for a life of faith, walking with God and serving him, there's no comparison. Trade it in, friends. Say no to worry, anxiety, fretting, and fear. Say no. You actually have the ability to refuse these things. Knowing that the grace of God will come and fill the gap that was left in your life by worry and fear with his presence, with his joy, with his peace, with a rock-solid confidence that God who has begun a good work in you, shall complete it unto the day of Christ. So if you're going to worry and fear, it is indicative of little or no faith. It's time to be overcomers. Turn your back on worry and fear. Or as Jesus says in John chapter 14, 27, let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. So with that, We don't want to be people of little faith. We want to be people of ever-increasing faith. But we've got to change our thinking. Instead of worrying and focusing on the things of this world, let's consider, and of course not worry, but focus on the things of God. So it says, take no thought. Change your thinking, your attitude, and your lifestyle. Matthew 6, 31. Do not worry anymore about food, drink, or raiment. Because it tells us here in verse 32 of Matthew 6 that God knows. Unbelievers often worry about these necessities, these day-to-day things. But it should not be so for us. As God's people, we are also people of faith. And it is commanded, and it is our privilege to look to God, to worship and serve God, and to receive from his hand our daily bread, and everything else we need. It is time to look to God and to God alone as our source of supply. He is rightfully called Jehovah Jireh, our provider. Your heavenly Father knows that you need all kinds of things. Since earthly fathers normally provide for their children, I'm talking about halfway decent earthly fathers, and there are many, thank God for that, they provide for their children, and if they earthly fathers provide for their children, how much more will the loving, benevolent, omniscient, omnipresent, omnipotent, heavenly father provide for his children? It's time to get our priorities right. With that is Matthew six thirty-three, a verse I have quoted often for years on this program and throughout all my communication with people. It's a verse I have lived by 
it's a verse that really does work. It says, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. Please don't forget that clause. We have to be righteous, but it's not our righteousness. It's Christ's righteousness downloaded into our hearts that makes us fit for this kingdom. Because if all we have is Pharisee righteousness, Matthew 5.20, we will not enter into the kingdom. If we try to sport our own righteousness, we'll fall flat on our face. But when it's God's righteousness and God's kingdom that is our focus, we are heading for a home run. And it says, when we seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, all these things shall be added to us. The all these things, of course, is referring to the temporal and permanent eternal necessities. So instead of seeking and worrying about life, seek God and his righteousness. Every temporal need you have will be more than met through faith and trust in the Lord. Three times in this passage, Jesus says, take no thought. So let's have an encore here. Take no thought for tomorrow. Don't worry about tomorrow. Don't worry about the future. Tomorrow will be taken care of when it happens. Focus on today. It is enough to occupy your attention and focus for that 24-hour period. And of course, beyond. Our lesson is entitled Sermon on the Mount, God's Abundant Provision. What is our lesson for life? The life of faith means saying goodbye to worry and fear and hello to faith and trust. Remember to visit us at our Facebook page, Teach All Nations Education, and thank you for liking our page. You can also go to our homepage to subscribe to the free monthly Issachar Teaching e-letter, helping you to become future-ready with articles from the Bible, Victorious Christian Living, and current events in the light of God's Word. Let's pray. We thank you, Heavenly Father, in Jesus' name for the Sermon on the Mount and that you really do provide for your people. I've seen you do it in my life, and I pray that for all that hear this, they will take Matthew 6.33 to heart, and they will see it happen in their lives too. Through the mighty name of Jesus, amen. Today's On The Rock was brought to you by Teach All Nations. If you would like more information about this ministry, to download podcasts, view our online store, attend special events, sign up for our teaching newsletter, make a donation to support this ministry, or to invite Dr. Camille to speak, log on to www.tan.org.au or write to us at Post Office Box 493, Mount Waverley 3149. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.